are listening to The Consultants. This one is the last in the series. We've saved all the best bits for this show. Or at least that's how it should work in theory. So when the show's over, we'll wave off the audience. Pull on the dust sheets, chuck the mics in the bin. Put all the jokes back in the radio archive. So in 20 years you can hear them again. You are listening to The Consultants. It's time to do the show and go, go. Don't forget to have a look at our website. www.theconsultants.co.co Can I help you? Uh, hello, yes. I'd like to check over the final conference arrangements here. And you are? D- d- um, Dr. Acula. Uh, Dr. Acula, nice to finally put a face to the name. Uh, we've set up the room, like you said. Yes, yes, it's all very nice. Now, I don't want to stick my neck out. Oh, please do. <laughs> are you absolutely sure you want the curtains drawn throughout? Yes, please, that's quite important, yes. Now, what about catering? Teas, coffees during the conference? A lot of the delegates will be bringing their own drinks. A sort of diet thing? Something in that vein, yes. <laughs> when would you like the buffet? What? Buffet. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said Buffy. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a personal thing. I, I think after the main speeches. Righto, so then we'll clear away the buffet. Ah! Oh, yes, you, you explained, yes. Okay, if, uh, if anything else crosses your mind. Crosses? No! <laughs> no, I said if anything oh, else. Oh, right, yes, sorry, just a, a silly joke. Uh, how many seats will you want on the stage? Uh, there'll be me, Mr Nosferatu, there'll be... Uh, we're going to have a question and answer session with Lestat, a sort of interview with the... Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other children of the night, eight of us up here, I think, yes. Right, you are. So the lectern is here, the buffet... Ah! Oh, no, it's OK. <laughs> the buffet will be over there. What is this screen here for? Uh, that's in case you want to use any PowerPoint projections. I don't think so. Oh, I've set up the projector here, just give it a try. Oh, the light! No, turn it off! Gosh. What's going on in here? Oh, nothing, sir. Really, Van Helsing, clean up that dust and get back to work. (laughs) You're not even supposed to be in the conference suite. longer, damn it. Oh, give me a break. There are 30 million possible combinations for these security doors. Two minutes to lockdown, Gene. That's all we got before the nerve gas is released. Uh, why did they ever send us here in the first place? Because you're the only techno whiz who can disable the warheads. Washington's counting on you. You know what, Clarence? I think Washington wanted us out of the way. You think this is some kind of charade? No way, no, no. Charades is a game with two teams where... Each team gives one opponent on the opposite team the name of, uh, of a book, play, film, song, or, or a combination of all of them, like, uh, I don't know, Treasure Island. And then yeah, 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 to... yeah, just crack the codes, Gene. Wait, I don't think there is a song called Treasure Island. Yeah, hey, you're right. Yeah, no, just a book and a... Ah. Look, oh, okay. Look, if I can bypass the mainframe, I can override the security... Grease. Yes! Oh, no, Grease isn't a book. Damn it. <laughs> now, the, the next level contains the access codes for the warheads and also cats. Uh, no, no, there isn't a song called Cats. Yes, there is. Midnight, there's a cat on the sidewalk. <laughs> no, no, that was memory. Oh, yeah. Where was I? 60 seconds to gas release. Hurry, Gene. Oh, okay, clearance level four activated. I just need to get the secondary DNS code and then... The sound of music. Yes! Song, play, film. And what a film. Oh, Julie. But... Is it? Is it a book? 
Well, it might be. 20 seconds to gas release. Quickly, get back on the computer! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh, okay. I'm, I'm nearly there, okay. 10 oh seconds to gas release. Oh, nearly there, here we go, here we go, here we go. Google results for the sound of music. Gas release. Oh. Gas release. <laughs> Anna Slimmon's screenplay for the sound of music was based on a play by Howard Lindsay and Russell Krauss, which in turn was based on Baroness Spurrier von Trapp's 1949 book. Yeah, it's yeah. a book. A book called The Von Trapp Family Singers. Could you roll your sleeve up, please? Yes, of course. Uh, so, how, how does the treatment work, Doctor? Well, it's a very simple procedure. I'm going to inoculate you against ageing. Right. I'll give you a very small dose of old age, just enough to get a reaction, and that should make you effectively immune forever. Ready? Yes. There we go. Oh! <laughs> oh, that didn't hurt too much at all, actually. Just a little prick. Oh, bit cheeky, wasn't it? Like Barrymore. He, he's funny and, and so nice with people. You're very young to be a doctor, aren't you? <laughs> I'm 36. Oh, I remember the 30s. Now, when are you going to do the injection? Well, that was it. Now, how much will all this cost? You've already paid. Because you can have it all in those new five Ps. I mean, why'd they have to make them so small? Oh, they are fiddly. Right. I think you're having some kind of reaction. Pardon? I, I said I think you're having a bad reaction to the injection. What? Why must you always mumble? And, and stand up straight. And it wouldn't harm you to get a haircut now, would it? I can't tell if they're boys or girls these I days. I may need to get the nurse in. No, no, no point in that. She can't do anything for me. I've been dead down there for years. <laughs> I just can't help. I've seen over 20 of them. It's a wonder you're still alive, they say. But of course you soldier on, don't you? I suppose these days they'd want compensation or some such. No, I need you to sit down. Oh, now you give up your seat, do you? You young ones, heads full of heroin and joyriding. Too much of this internet, I dare say. Well, I'm happy with black and white, thank you. We had one position, me on top, and anything else was for the Chinese or prostitutes. <laughs> I don't like all this foreign food, all this pizza. I was in Delhi during the war. I've seen what they do, you know. One hand for this, one hand for that. Well, Tommy Handley! Now, he was a funny man. Swiped a set of fish knives during the blackout, they said. I don't need your fancy pants, Nelson. Half an ounce of cold dust open a mustard poultice. Don't strain your stools and a shilling to the orphans at Christmas. Good day. Oh, yeah, my darling, you are hot. Like an iron or a grill. Your piercing gaze shoots through my heart as though your face was a big drill. You are like a chest infection. Yeah, you take my breath away And your legs go on for miles Like a canal or a motorway mm, You're really tasty Like soup or chocolate log Oh yeah, baby, you are so foxy I could chase you with some dogs mm, Your eyes, they are as blue As a policeman's hat Really horny, like a trumpet or a bat. <laughs> you're, you're, you're as good as rickets. Mm, you make me weak at the knees. My heart skips a beat as though I had some cardiac disease. Your hair is shiny golden, 
juice. Mm, baby, you're really fit, like Steve Cram. What does it take to seduce you? Like an industrial fan. Oh, yeah, you have blown me away. Let me be as plain as I can be when I whisper soft to you those three magic words. Yeah, you'll do. <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's hot. Relaxing, though, isn't it? Oh, indeed it is. Very dry heat. Uh, Mind if I put a bit of water on the coals? Best not. Train might stop. Down the cobbles of Chauncey Street, across Drew Barrymore, and just in Timber Lake. <laughs> there is an unmarked door. <laughs> and if one quotes the correct password... Who here likes pizza? <laughs> one gains entry to the elite and highly secretive Grumbles Club, to which only the finest gentlemen are admitted. Oh, Sam Sam Babcock, anything in the papers? Damn, damn, Maynard. Well, I see the Albert Memorial's finally finished. I can't believe he's been dead ten years and the Queen's still moping over him. Oh, she's no fun anymore. Any man who could bring fat Albert back would surely feel her knighting blade upon their epaulettes. Perhaps we should have some sort of seance. By Jove. You don't believe in that spiritualist guff watch, do you, Babcock? Gentlemen, gentlemen, come quickly. What's the hoopla, Vanity? Maynard was just poking a hole in my assumptions. <laughs> no time for that. There's some extraordinary device making a racket in the rumpus room. By carbonate, I won't have the contemplative atmosphere of the grumbles sullied by anything other than the sound of men shouting. <clears throat> All, All haste, haste to, to the, the rumpus, rumpus room! What on earth is it? Some sort of box. Why is it making that infernal racket? Well, you can't dance to it, that's for sure. Yeah. I'll fetch me blunderbuss and shoot it. No, no, wait, wait. <laughs> Try turning it off. What does that handle thing there do? No, oh, let's see. Hello? Uh, hello? Oh, it works. Alexander Ding Dong Bell here. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? Major Barnaby Babcock at your service, my associates, Philbert Vanity. Where's my hose at? And Spencer Maynard the Fourth. Peace. <laughs> what do you think of my latest invention? I call it the telephone. Can't ever see it getting a great reception. <laughs> Put the whole thing on hold, if I were you. Best call in the receivers. <laughs> Can you call me back? Seems every day there's some new contraption, electric light, gravel, and now this. <laughs> ah, Daddy Bell. I'll put a stop to him. Hello? Oh, really? Bipolar. Yeah, what's, the, what's the bungus vanity? <laughs> Apparently I've been randomly selected by a counting engine to win a prize worth a thousand guineas. 
gentlemen, Bell's device has suggested a scheme that will ensure we taste knighthood before the year's out. We're going to let Queen Victoria speak to Albert one last time. But we're going to need help. I don't follow you, Maynard. We're going to use this telephonium to contact Prince Albert. Almost, yes. We shall combine science with a seance. Oh, science, if you will. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, but how are we going to find God's phone number winding our way down to Baker Street? Uh, you misunderstand, Babcock. We're here to find a man who can help us pull off this deceit. Ah, here we are. 221 Baker Street. This must be Holmes' place. Well, with no time for a workout, let's try next door. Ah, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, I assume. What can I do for you? We need your help. Can you do a German accent? Of course I can. If the money's right. We were thinking of paying in opiates. Ooh, that reminds me. Watson! Yes, Dad? Pop down the Chinamans. Get me 20 regal. Yes, Dad. <laughs> now then. Now uh, then, German accent. <clears throat> Three pints of heroin, please! <laughs> no, no, that, that's rubbish. Two Bavarian. Try this. I'm Sherlock Holmes, I'll have you, Moriarty. <laughs> German goes like this. My uncle macht den versenden Spiegel. I say, Babcock, that's tremendous. Yes, it looks like we won't need your assistance after all, Mr. Holmes. Wunderbar. Oh, you as well, eh, Vanity? No, oh, I picked up a little German on my grand tour. <laughs> Hands, I think. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's go to Buckingham Palace. We shall give Queen Victoria one last night with her husband. Right, this must be the throne room. Now, Babcock, when Her Majesty comes in, you dial the spare telephone, speak to her in German, and convince her that Albert is speaking from beyond the grave. I'll do some spooky knocking on the table. And I'm ready with a bucket of ectoplasm. Where is this spare telephone? It's hidden in the attic. Come on, hurry, she's coming. But the attic's five floors away. Then run, Babcock, run. <laughs> oh, oh, by curious, that's her. <laughs> vanity, vanity. Turn the light out. Hello? What's going on? Is this a seance? Sit, Your Majesty. Soon the spirits will be with us. Is there anybody there? Ooh. Oh. Oh. Come on, Babcock. Where are you? Oh. Hello? Vanity, now. Oh! What is the meaning of this? Um, your, your Majesty, allow me to explain. I was berating Babcock about the ghoulies when Vanity told us he'd found a funny little ringer tinkling in the closet. 
Babcock picked it up and got an earful of Belle, whose terrific contraptions seemed purpose-built to perk you up, but we reckoned we'd need some private dick to do your husband. Sadly, Holmes couldn't pull off a German, but... Babcock came good, so we fumbled our way into your quarters. I got banging on the table, vanity sprayed you with spooky goo, and Babcock got knackered, heaving himself up top. His, his heavy pants prevented him from getting his tongue effectively around your Prince Albert. Enough! We are not amused! But, but your majesty! Guards, arrest these reprobates! <sighs> we'll never bag those knighthoods now. Perhaps one of vanity's witty quips can lift our spirits. There's only one thing in the world worse than being talked about. And that's being talked about on a telephone? <laughs> Let's kick him in the head. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm bleeding now. Hello. Bob a job, sir. What? Bob a job, sir. Try and raise money for the scout out roof, sir. Scout out roof, eh? Yes, sir. It's leaking. I got wet on my woggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have a couple of odd jobs need doing. The, the garage is absolutely full of leaves and needs a good sweep. Does that sound like the sort of thing? Yes, sir. Well, then let's get you started. Oh, sorry, Chief. I won't be able to make a start till Tuesday. Hey, but I thought you might do it right now. What, right now? Right here? Right now? What, am I fat boy slim? Just joking with the governor. Seriously, <laughs> the earliest I'll get into your garage is Tuesday. Tuesday? Well, nothing sooner. Well, when did you last have it swept? My nephew, he did it last month. Oh, your nephew, is it? Yeah. Right, and is he a cub scout? No. Right, let's have a butcher, see what he's done. Ooh, she's made a right old mess. This doing's all over the shop. This is what happens. You let the amateurs in. I'll tell you what I'll do, Chief. I like you. You're a nice fella. I'll see if I can get it done Monday for you. Monday? Now, I can't promise it'll be a Cub Scout. I might have to contract it out. I mean, I know a seeker that who's top drawer. He's Polish, mine, but he's a good worker. Or <laughs> I'll squeeze a brownie. A brownie? Yeah, well, she ain't the sharpest knife in the shed, but keep her topped up with a cup of splosh. She'll get the job done. But I'll be frank, it will cost you. Let's say 250 plus VAT plus labour plus parts plus VAT. Well, that's more than I really. See this badge? <laughs> it's not just decoration, mate, that's a qualification. Yeah? <laughs> you don't want to find better than me on your bobber job. It's not like I'm one of your filthy woodcraft folk trying to flog you a van full of tarmac, is it? Well, no. That but... said, I have got a van full of tarmac around the corner <laughs> if you want your drive doing. No, no, I don't think so. Cheap fags? Got contact in the boys' brigade. No, no, I don't. Please leave. Oh, I don't get a cob on, Grandma. That's 60 quid. For what? Call out fee, innit? Now hand it over, I'll set our Kayla on you. <laughs> <laughs> It had taken us quite literally all the strength we had to cross a single mile of terrain. No longer able to carry the tattered remnants of our equipment, we'd, we'd barely slept, not eaten for a week, ravenous with hunger. Well, I turned to Michael, who by this stage was very, very weak, and said, Sorry, is anyone else a bit cold? <laughs> I am a touch, yes. Yes, uh, yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Might just shut the window. <laughs> Wes! 
Ajax, hi. Doing the weekly shop, eh? Just picking up a few essentials, baby food. Oh, right, so you managed to get one. Marvellous, aren't they? Oh, yeah, little Noah's just so ruddy groovy. Yeah, when Milo was born, it was so great for Hecuba and Aspirin to have a baby brother. <laughs> it really helps their development. Ah, no, you can't buy that. What? That apricot compote, it's not organic. Oh, yeah, I know, it's rubbish. Just need the jar to keep my crystals in. Noah only eats the organic kelp we grow in our own pond. Ah, yeah. Milo loves organic. We just bought him a hessian pram. Really? Yeah, prams are so hierarchical and restrictive. Noah insists on travelling in a simple linen papoose. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, Milo sleeps inside a wicker tube because he's so environmentally aware since he became a Buddhist. Uh, <laughs> Noah's terribly advanced. He reached enlightenment during potty training. He now runs Kabbalah school at his crash. We think. Yeah, well, really, uh, Milo set up a rebirthing therapy centre for reformed drug addicts and indigenous peoples. He's now been rebirthed so many times, he's effectively his own twin. <laughs> They're even developing a new language. Yeah, yeah. Noah's so linguistically advanced that it's embarrassing for the other babies. His first word was detente. Luckily, Maudling College provide rusks. Yeah, well, Milo doesn't speak at all. He communicates solely through the music of his heart. Well, Noah attached a harp to his iPod and invented a new form of piano. He sees music in colours, show him the colour blue, and he whistles Ave Maria in Urdu. Well, <laughs> when Milo does speak, he speaks in Sanskrit, cuneiform, deaf aid, Martian and Welsh. He teaches computer science at a university for orphans where he specialises in sonic sculptures that can cure blindness. And he can walk. Well, well, Noah speaks every single language ever, has a PhD in magic powers from the University of Love, can hear music from the future, knows precisely how to end poverty and famine, and can not only walk, he can walk on water! Really? No, no, all he does is scream. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm the smell. Oh, I want my old life back. Yeah, me too. I haven't slept for months. Cost me a fortune. I've had to take a second job. Oh, God, hang on a second. I'll be £42.84, please. <laughs> on behalf of all the staff at St. Duncan's, I'd like to say how wonderful it is to see so many former pupils here, and we hope you enjoy today. Do you know, I can't believe so many of our old teachers are still here. I can't believe so many of them are alive. I, look over there, there's, there's Bad Breath Bradley talking to Wolfman Brody. <laughs> oh, God, look, there's our old history teacher. Yeah, Fruity. What was his, what was his real name? Fruity something. Fruity, Fruity Metcalf. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we call him Fruity? Didn't he hide oranges up his bum? No, no, uh, you're thinking of Satsuma Stevens, the maths teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look out, he's, he's coming over. Hello, Hello Mr. Mr. Metcalf. Gobson and Pryor, when I never... What is it, 25 years? Uh, 27, sir. So you're both 35. My wife. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, I, I taught you O-level history. Spot on, sir. The Russian Revolution, wasn't it? Oh, an incredible memory, sir. The Bolshevik-Menshevik split of the Workers' Party in 1903 in particular. Wow! How can you remember that so accurately? Because you both owe me an essay on it. <laughs> what? 
Have we brought it with you? <laughs> no, no, sir, we haven't. It's not a joke, Prior. Sorry, sir. What do you mean by turning up to a school reunion without previously promised work? Um, I... Are you attempting to mock me? No, no, sir. no sir. What do you think I do all day? Do you sit around and put fruit up my bum? No, no sir. sir. <laughs> so, so where are these missing essays? Well, Prior said that if Oh, typical we... Dobson, always looking to blame someone else. What, what about you, Prior? Don't know, sir. Don't know, sir. Car keys, please. What? Give me your car keys. They're confiscated. No, oh, sir! They'll report to me outside the staff room at four o'clock for detention. But, but sir! What? We were going to do loads of other stuff today, sir. Well, you should have thought of that before you showed up without your homework. Yes? Yes, yes sir. sir. Good. Now, in the meantime, who'd like an orange? <laughs> Better get my train, Geoffrey. Celia. What is it, Geoffrey? What's the matter? No, nothing's the matter. Quite the opposite. It's just, well, there's, there's something I wanted to ask you. We've been seeing each other now for quite some time. Yes, Geoffrey? It's been like a dream. The walks, the trips to the theatre. Celia, what I'm trying to say is, would you, well, would you consider... Oh, Geoffrey! Celia, you'd make me the proudest man alive if you'd consider... <laughs> Gosh, I think I'd better try that again. I think you'd better have. Celia, would you consider... Celia, would you... Celia, 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 follow me. Celia. Oh, Geoffrey. What I wanted to ask you, my darling, was whether you would do me the honour of possibly... Celia, would you... No, come, come, come in here, come in here. <sighs> Celia, Celia, would you, could you, consider making me the happiest man alive? Bye. <laughs> Celia, would you possibly just do Celia, would you be... Celia, Celia, knackers. Come on, quickly. <laughs> Celia, come over here. Let's hide in this sound effects box and I'll sing it to you. <laughs> Oh, my darling Celia, I must make my feelings clear. And so I say to you, will you me, my dear? I want to walk down the with you at my side. Would you be so kind as to be my blushing? I don't quite follow you, Jeffrey. Oh, dearest darling Celia, you are the for me. Let us spend our lives together in... Harmony, come me now, my darling. Let's not tarry, let's not linger. Celia, I just want to put a on your finger. No, Jeffrey, I don't really understand. Celia, for richer, for poorer, for better, or for worse. Surely you can see the simple of, of my verse. Please, my darling, let's tie the knot. Oh, can't you see? Will you just... Jeffrey, not if you're going to raise your voice. (laughs) 
The Consultants was written and performed by Neil Edmond, Justin Edwards and James Rawlings. Additional material was written by James Eldred and music and noises came from George Cockrell, Justin Edwards and Jerry Peel. The producer was Will Saunders. <laughs>